we're all one. It's it's the oneness. We forget that in the land of duality and limiting beliefs. It's very hard to grasp that concept. I mean, I, I can relate to that so much. But if you can start, like you say, baby steps, stepping into that more and more and really creating more in your life out of the love of doing it, the joy of doing it, um, yeah. and find that within yourself, you're going to be able to connect with that oneness so much more. We're taught that it's all external, but it's not everything that you, that happens in your life comes from within you. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. Hey, did you know that I have a free email list? That's right, with all the crazy censorship going on and how busy everybody is in the world today, I just wanted to drop in and say, you know what? You can join my free email list and I never sell it or give it out to anybody. I respect your trust and privacy very much. And I send out a weekly newsletter to my peeps with things that are, I'm working on something new, something that I find helpful or interesting or fascinating, a new program, workshop, whatever. And uh, it's a fun way for us to stay in touch where you don't have to worry about getting in touch with me. I get in touch with you. So it's another way we can stay connected. So you can join my email list just by uh, opting in on my website, which is my name amyfournier.com. And you know what? You get a free mini ebook, three of my top 10 tips to making your lifestyle holistic, healthy, and happy. So uh, yeah, hope to see you there. Today's show, repeat guest, Allison Pillow. Allison is back because thank goodness she has penned a new creation. She has written a book, folks. That's right. This is an amazing, amazing offering that Allison has birthed to the world that is the culmination for all her vast experience and eclectic, dynamic wisdom thus far, and still counting. Allison has been on the show before, and she was a very popular guest. You might want to check out episode 62 with Allison, her first appearance on the show. I'm thrilled to have her back. We are like-minded sisters in spirit, that's for sure. And I'm just thrilled to have her back to help share more of her wisdom and this beautiful authoring, her book, Finally Thriving, which you can get now everywhere books are available. Plus, she has a complimentary um, uh, online programming coaching that goes with the book, which is a super cool idea to really help make it uh, individualized and practical every day. It takes it beyond just reading or listening to a book and helps really make it user-friendly in your life. Brilliant idea. So Allison is a holistic fitness trainer, nutrition and energy coach, and she specializes in corrective exercise, metabolic nutrition, as well as energetic alignment. She helps people feel strong, confident, and calm in their bodies while teaching them practical energy skills like mindfulness, reflection, and affirmations that all aid and align them to much faster in reaching their goals. 
Most importantly, I will add, Allison just practices what she preaches. I mean, she only talks about things that she has learned and applies in her own life. And she has just the most beautiful energy. She has a very calming, solid, grounded, steady feel to her. And I think that you're going to pick up on this, on that in this episode. Um, you know, I have not had the pleasure of meeting her in the flesh in person yet. Um, but her energy comes through loud and clear, like all of ours does, right? <laughs> but Allison has a beautiful, steady energy to her. And I'm curious if you feel it as well. Um, I just find her very grounding, very settling, very soothing, and definitely somebody that I want more in my life. Um, she's just a, a, a beautiful, beautiful soul out there in the world, which makes me feel better knowing she's out there, I'll tell you that. So you can find out more about Allison in the show notes. Her, her website is pureenergypdx.com and her wonderful podcast as well. Um, so in this episode, it's fascinating because, yes, we get into Allison's book, but we talk a lot, of, a lot more than just the book um, itself because there's so much to talk about with Allison Pillow. <laughs> That's why. Uh, we start with the process of writing the book, and I am amazed that Allison, for the first time ever, speaks to the process of writing this book as actually, you ready for this? Fun. She actually called it fun. And I have never, ever heard anybody describe writing a book as fun. It's always more about the, the challenge and the grind. So that was super encouraging and very interesting to me. And um, she talks about how she took the stigma and expectations out of writing it, which was a key part to her enjoying the journey of writing it uh, itself. She talks about um, how the creative endeavor of writing the book came through her and the automatic writing process and um, the work came from a place of joy, which is just key, isn't it? Isn't that so inspiring? I mean, what do you think about our work coming from a place of joy rather than obligation or grind or responsibility? I mean, there's a whole different energy behind that kind of offering. And that comes through and it's probably why Allison gives us such a beautiful energetic vibe because she's so grounded in her, her joy and her essence. And we talk about how Allison's motivation started a lot from her wanting to feel understood and heard and finding her voice. And don't we all resonate with that on some regard? She shares how the key to her was getting support, you know, letting herself receive and asking for support. And that was key in calling in the help that, which enabled her to stay in her joy as well as her, her gift and how the book actually healed her. It's such a beautiful offering to the world for her to share her hard-earned wisdom with the rest of us. But the book actually healed her. And how it actually resolved a lot of her childhood trauma. And, um, and we talk about the inner child and the importance of working with all of our inner children. We all have wounds that we're carrying around, and this is the subconscious programming that's in our, in our minds, and we're not even consciously aware now as all grown-up adults that this stuff is a lot of times running the show behind the scenes. So Allison talks about the process of healing the inner child and how the book goes into helping us do that. And for that matter, if you're interested in the inner child work, which is extremely important and powerful, you might be interested in also listening to episode 43 of this show, episode 43, with my beautiful guest, Roseanne Grace, 
who's a metaphysical intuitive coach. And we talk about dealing with the inner child and working with the inner child and healing the inner child in episode 43. Roseanne's also on the show, episode 71, uh, which is uh, another fascinating episode in that regard. We also talk about letting go of your old story in order to heal. And Allison talks really fascinating about how she has been working with vocal toning and literally working with her voice. And I don't just mean like, you know, speaking your truth type voice, but her literal physical voice and how uh, working with the vocal scales and the chakras and, and vocal toning as well as holotropic breath work has been game changers for her. Um, sound healing. And for that matter, if you're interested in sound healing, you might want to check out episode 73 of my show where we get into sound healing and my amazing guest, musician uh, Ian Morris. Um, that's a fascinating show as well. I'm really studying sound healing and the power of that energetic work that can be, it's been actually compared to the power of of plant medicine and being uh, that transformative. So I was thrilled that Allison and I, uh, the discussion went into that, that area of sound healing and uh, how she used her voice. And she actually says her voice actually changed her physical body. Wow, right? Isn't that fascinating? Yep, you're definitely going to want to listen to that. We talk about the connection between the sacral chakra and the throat chakra and how important those two are. And um, I asked Allison about the passing of her father. And because she mentioned that there was a transference of uh, consciousness that happened when her father passed. And actually, it was a big part of her channeling the downloads that came for writing her book, which was a beautiful gift uh, from her father's legacy. It's just a very encouraging story. And lastly, we get into mental fitness, the importance of learning how to control your thoughts, channel your mind, how to, learning how to focus. Her book gets into all of that because uh, it's truly holistic, mind, body, spirit, and um, how it's absolutely critical we get the body on board in order to access our spiritual nature. And really that's the key because uh, you, can't, you can't really access those higher realms when the lower realms are dealing with just keeping you alive and you're in survival mindset. So this is a beautiful, holistic, dynamic conversation uh, with my friend, Allison Below, who's just a beautiful, brilliant wellness practitioner. Please check out her new book, Finally Thriving. It's fantastic. I promise you, you won't regret it. I know you will learn a lot. I can't wait to hear about it. And um, be sure to check out her podcast as well. She's fantastic. Enjoy my conversation with Allison Below. And welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. Today I have a repeat guest, one of my good friends, the amazing Allison Pillow. Allison, welcome back to the show, my friend. Oh, thanks, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here with you, friend. It's so nice. Uh, I'm just so <laughs> glad. I know your first episode, 62 which you haven't listened to, by the way, you definitely want to check it out, get the background on Allison. Uh, it was definitely a popular one, and we had so much fun on that. So just want to remind folks to make sure you check that out for a little more on the lovely Allison and a background on all her wisdom and work. Um, so here we go for round two, which is going to be amazing because, wow, Congratulations on the birth of your new child. <laughs> Thank you. You just gave birth to your first 
book, which yes. is incredible undertaking. And I am dying to hear because Allison, you are the first human being I've ever heard in my life describe writing a book as get ready, everybody fun. <laughs> I have never heard anyone describe writing a book as fun. It's always like torture and like this big deal and labor pains and you've actually called it fun. So I've been dying to find out what the heck was the secret to that. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's so funny because, uh, you know, I think there is so much stigma about expressing and showing up in the world. And once you take some of those, some of that stigma off of yourself and those obligations of having to do it a certain way, it does become much more fun. I mean, anything you do in your life becomes much more fun. And so um, it's, it's for me, it was just allowing myself the space to create presence with myself in that process and just learn the process and enjoy the process, get curious about it. Um, as I've shared, I believe before with you, we, it's about connecting to our inner child and that curiosity that we had when we were first, um, when we first came into the world and we, everything was new and we didn't have to know everything. And so that was one of the things that I, uh, peeled off to do the book and to take on the project. Yes, it was a lengthy project. It was, there were a lot, sometimes I became impatient and frustrated at times, but then it was a great practice of also letting go of some of that old stuff that came up for me. So it was healing in itself, just going through the whole process of writing the book and expressing myself that way, because I had had so much uh, that I wanted to express and I was not expressing it and feeling very um, stifled in my own life because I wasn't uh, putting myself out there. Although it was, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a paradox because it's scary to do that for many people. Um, but ultimately my desire was to be, be seen and heard and acknowledged. So I had to do that for myself first before I was going to expect anybody else to do that. And so that is, um, is even what came up more strongly for me yesterday was, uh, this old programming of, uh, and many of us share this of not being acknowledged or understood when we were younger. So we bring this into our life, uh, on a deeper level as we become adults, there's this underlying current of needing to do that. So we, we do all these things in our life to really just address that simple notion of being understood, being seen, being heard, being acknowledged, and, uh, you know, that comes out in beautiful expressions in, in, in everything we do, uh, podcasting, writing, uh, and, and all of the above, but it's really wonderful when you can, um, become aware of that dynamic in your life and be like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm really getting a deep desire and need for myself met here, uh, without being a needy person, if that makes sense. <laughs> So that, that's what, that's what came to me. And, and what that did was really bring a lot of peace and, and presence to me in my life. So I was able to be fully present through the process of writing the book, which was made it just so much more pleasant and joyful. That's incredible. So basically what I'm hearing you say is that you, 
you felt the need to express something in yourself. It, the desire, it didn't come from an obligation outside of yourself or because your mind was telling you, you know, you really should write a book because it would help your podcast. Or, you know, it wasn't like an external motivation. It was, it was almost like back to our pregnancy analogy, which I know is beaten to death and always overused. But it's like when a, a person it gets to a certain age where they all of a sudden have a biological desire to have a child. So it comes from within you that sometimes even surprises you like, wow, I never thought I'd want to have a kid or so you, what I'm hearing you say is you really felt, and this, this probably is the differentiator for people. Cause again, I, you hear it once you hear it 20 times, some, you know, particularly in our industry, everyone's writing a book or going to write a book. Right. So, yeah. but the difference probably is the, back to everything else, your motivation, you're asking your why, why do you want to write a book? It's because you think you should, because it'll help your business or to you, what I'm hearing you say is because you just really wanted to express things you learned and that part of who you were to get it out in the world. So that was a game changer that changed the whole landscape in the, in the journey was, well, I guess, but you're still, we're thinking like I, the end result is the book, like the destination is the book. So you managed to handle the journey because I know it must've been tough sometimes, you know, the process of editing and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I made it a, I made it a priority to hire people who could support me in that process. So I didn't Smart. have to do all those things myself. That there was, you go. That was big for me. I'd never yeah. done that before. And so That's that was huge. a big practice for me in, 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 yeah calling in the support and learning how to receive that from other people, which I hadn't really been doing before. I'd been trying to do everything myself. And that was part of the reason I wasn't able to express myself the way I wanted to, because I wasn't calling in that support in my life. And so that was an opportunity to, to do that and to really be in that and enjoy it and be like, oh my God, I'm being held right now in this container where I don't have to think about all the little things. I can just hand those things off to other people that I don't really want to do, but they can do it much better. And then I will do, you know, work my magic and just uh, do the part that I would love to do, which was the writing. Um, I love thinking about different insightful perspectives and, and playing around with those and offering that up to people to reflect on for themselves. So in a way it was a piece of art that I made um, rather than like a marketing tool, which is what many of us are driven to do. And I struggled with that a little bit. Well, I didn't struggle with it. I, I more so I, you know, I, um, I took that into consideration uh, because I thought, huh, like, am I gonna, is this, you know, should I make it more of a marketing strategy tool? Because is that going to serve me better? And then my soul was like, no, really my inner child was like, no, we're too, you know, if you try to do that, we're going to stop you. So basically I, I went with that guidance and I decided, okay, this is a chance for me to create and to play, which I not really allowed myself to do so much in my life before that. I, I was a gymnast for so many years and most of my childhood, I was doing a lot of work and this was an opportunity finally for me to just 
play, which I had, Mm -hmm. like I said, not given myself an opportunity to do. I said, well, why don't I try that and see how it goes? And the people who are going to benefit from it and love it are going to find it, you know, and I will be a representative of that. Uh, So that's more of the way I looked at it as more of a gift instead of something um, that, you know, a a means to an end kind of thing. It was more of just a personal expression of, of what I wanted to share so uh, that might not be the best marketing strategy, but, but it's something that I am really pr- both proud of and also uh, very happy that I did it because it, it healed many parts of myself and brought and just connected me with myself. And that's created a lot of connection with other people in my life. I've made so many wonderful connections through this book and talking to people about it and hearing what their reflections are on it about themselves. And it's been just such a beautiful experience. I don't, I could not have even have imagined that, you know, if I tried. So uh, it's, it's been a wonderful experience. When you say it healed you, can you tell us what you mean by that? How did writing the book heal you? Yeah. So a lot of time, what I realized within myself is that I, I, you know, you, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Amy, is that we hold a lot of information in our bodies over the years. We, we, we collect all this information from other people and it's great because we're learning, but there is a time where then you want to uh, integrate that and then put it back out into the world in your own expression is what I learned. So I had all this information in me and it was, I was sharing it with like one, you know, one or two people at a time. Cause I did a lot of one-on-one coaching with people. And I realized that there's so much more I wanted to share. I wanted to share with more people uh, so I could just get this information out of my body and uh, put it back out into the universe. So I started to just start, I just started writing. And as I wrote, um, I became a, a clear channel for what needed to come through. I, I didn't try to edit myself or uh, do anything like that along the way. I just started writing. So every morning I would just start writing and not worry about what it was, just see what came out. And that was a pretty incredible experience because I had stories that, especially from childhood, that were very subtle that were still running the show. And I really wasn't paying attention to them or acknowledging how that played a, a, a part of my life and how I showed up in the world. So as I wrote, I got these stories out on paper and then I would read them back to myself and then it would fully integrate into my being. And then I would understand it on a very a much deeper level so that I could take that lesson and, uh, and, and, and I guess apply it to how I was experiencing my life as an adult, because as a child, I perceive things much differently than I do now. But what we 
fail to realize many times is that we're still holding that perception within us as adults, even though we understand it from an intellectual level differently, there's that energetic and emotional component that sticks with us if we don't resolve that. So I was able to resolve much of my own stories and weave them into them as like life lessons for people to reflect on themselves. It wasn't as much of like, oh my God, this happened to me. This is so terrible because you know, many times um, there's so many different levels of trauma people can experience. And when I've always thought about my traumatic experiences, it, it didn't seem like a big deal. But when I look back on it, I was like, wow, okay, because I haven't really acknowledged this as being a big deal um, and I just keep sweeping it under the rug, it's still running the show. So I realized okay, resolving this is, is getting it out and then experiencing it differently. Mm -hmm. And so that's what writing the book helped me to do. It helped me to connect more with myself that way. And then, uh, you know, integrate that energy into, uh, it, clear it in a way, you know, clear that old programming that I thought I learned in the, when I was a kid, um, some of this old program that all, and, and what I'm finding out too, is many, much of this programming is very common to a lot of us, but we don't really understand that it is, it, it is a big deal. It's, it's very subtle, but it's a big deal because what we're, what we're moving into is a, a time where we can start to create our own stuff. We can create our own rules. We can create whatever we'd like, but first we have to clear that old programming so that we can open up ourselves to that bigger creation. So if we're still holding on to these old programs and old ideas and old ways of reacting or responding to the world, like we did when we were a kid, when we took everything to heart and we didn't really understand like we do now, we bring that into our adulthood um, uh, with limiting beliefs. It limits us. It creates duality. So um, when you can let go of those old stories and let go of that old programming, you're actually healing everybody because it's it's a it's a uh, it's a programming that is that everybody shares. It's a collective consciousness programming, but we, but yet we think it was just happening to us, but it's happening to everybody. So when you clear that within yourself, you're actually helping everybody. And so that was what I realized as I was writing the book is, well, maybe some people can read this and apply that or, or see how that reflect on how that, you know, um, relates to their own life. And then, you know, go deeper within themselves to, uh, to clear their programming that they learned when they were a kid. So, um, yeah, there's many different aspects of it, but, uh, it's, it's brought me to this place right now where I'm like, wow, this is pretty profound, you know? Well, question. So yes, we all have our own issues, our own, you know, unresolved traumas and issues in our lives. And what I'm hearing you say is you did automatic writing, which helped bring them to your conscious adult self to heal your inner child, which is super powerful. But can you explain to us how then you took it one critical step further, Allison, and you healed from it? Was it, 
you became conscious this was a childhood thing that you were holding on to for, let's just, you know, maybe you could give one of, an example of one of these memories. And there's a difference between writing it and, which is great. Like, okay, now as a something-year-old adult, I get it, and I didn't have to feel that way, and it's, you know, I, di I misunderstood with my limited child brain and all that. But how did you actually get to healing it on your own without the help of like somatic therapy or a skilled therapist to reframe it for you? Like, how did you actually in your own mind heal it without any kind of external or even plant medicine? You know what I mean? It sounds like you had no external input to help you reframe it to, in order to heal it. So how did you do that? Yeah. So there's many aspects to that and many levels. So initially, uh, just connecting to your inner child. Uh, I give an example in the book about how you can do that. Uh, whatever age comes up first is what you go with. And that's what needs, that's the priority mm -hmm. there. And then you talk to your inner child and you ask your inner child, what needs need to be met now that weren't met then. And then you begin meeting those needs. That's the first step. And, and by just sometimes even acknowledging your inner child, that can heal across so many different, so many different dimensions of reality. Uh, it, we just, it's so funny. I, I, I underestimated the power of that long ago and realized mm -hmm. that, wow, it's way, way easier than we think. And of course, everybody has different uh, trauma to resolve. Um, although some of, uh, of it we, we do have as a collective there's also many levels of that and some are more painful than others but as i've discussed with roseanne grace who you and i both know uh, a teacher of mine and a good friend she explains that you don't have to revisit the pain when you go into your inner child and connect with them they are really just wanting to be liberated so if you can liberate your inner child then they can go and play and then you can parent them so it's a way of re learning how to reparent yourself and meet those needs that were not met as a child. And really your, your inner child is, is a representation of your, your um, subconscious. You know, it's a very abstract idea, but if we can give it, like symbolize it with our inner child, it's so much easier to connect with because it's a more loving connection. So that was the example I used in the book and how I did it too. And what I've been doing as well, a lot behind the scenes. And I wanted to share that with people because we don't really share a lot of behind the scenes work that we do. And, you know, people just show up on social media, like they are very successful or you're interpreting that to be success when you're not understanding the, the work that people are doing behind the scenes. That's a lot of the energetic, a lot of the being uh, aspect of it, you know? And so that's what I wanted to share with people is like, Hey, you know, this is, you know, everybody has access to this. It's how you want to look at it. And then, so that's the way I did it. Um, and then, uh, you know, on a, uh, the next steps for me were to learn how to express myself the way I've always wanted to express myself. And so I went to voice, I connected with my voice in many different ways. So first it was through writing, and then it was through voice work. I've done a lot of vocal toning and sound healing with my own voice uh, to be able to feel like I can hear myself uh, and really love myself that way and love that expression and really enjoy it. So I really enjoy my own voice um, and 
it's my instrument. So I, that's how I, I play with music is through my own voice and explore that way. And for a long time, it was, it was something that I was really ashamed of. And I had, you know, I'm from the Southeast. So I would cover up my accent a bunch. And, and now, you know, a lot of times people don't know that's where I'm from. And because I don't, uh, present the accent because I was really embarrassed when I was a kid because, you know, Georgia at the time just was, uh, seen, there's a stigma about people not being very educated and it was in poor and stuff. So I was, I definitely brought that into my adulthood, wanting to, you know, feeling shame around that, wanting to cover up, uh, that part of myself that exposed where I was from. So, um, you know, that was, that was really interesting to discover. And then I started playing around with my voice and started doing, you know, just creating that range with it to find out, okay, where can I go with this? And, uh, it was, it, then I started to connect with my body that way. And I was able to really clear the chakras and, uh, through voice, I became this clear channel for, uh, my divine source guidance, you know, connection with source, my higher self. Um, can you tell us what you mean by that? What, what do you mean you use your voice to connect with the divine? Like, so like specifically what, like how? Yeah. So, um, one practice I do is called vocal toning and it's, um, what I, you know, it's, it's, it's a way for me to express my breath and actually, um, you know, of course, sound comes out, you can feel it in your body through vibration. And uh, that was a way for me to connect. Um, it, as I visualize the chakras, the sounds with the chakras, and go up that chain and clear, you know, for example, like if you're doing uh, a vocal toning for your base chakra, and it's really hard or grainy, and, you know, maybe some thoughts come up when you're doing that, or uh, you get some emotion that comes up. Those are really great key, uh, cues to go forward with some of those feelings of like, okay, this is something that needs to come up right now, or this is something I could, get, could clear or acknowledge within myself. It's real simple. It's not complicated at all. So that's how I used that from a, uh, from a more sound healing perspective. Um, it's similar when you're in like a sound healing session where someone's using bowls, you know, they're, they're creating a sound for that chakra and you're feeling it. And sometimes you might feel a lot of tension in that area, or sometimes you feel like an emotion come up or some thoughts come up. It's very similar, except you're just using your own voice. So, um, for me, it was very powerful because it's accessible at any time. I can just tap right into that and anybody can, you don't have to be a professional singer to do this. And, and also, you know, what came up for me was like, when I first started podcasting, I, I did not like the sound of my voice. It was really cringy to me. I was like, Oh, like nails on a chalkboard. I'm the same way. And, and I was like, what's like wrong it. with, yeah. I asked myself like, what is, what is yep. the deal with that? Why am I having this reaction to my own voice? That it's kind of weird, you know? And it was just cause I was just uncomfortable with my expression and, um, I was afraid to make mistakes. And so voice has really given me that, um, external expression of range 
for, you know, realizing that mistakes are not always mistakes. They're, they're actually play, you know? And, and so when we, when we approach our, our, even our own, like for my, from my example, my own voice, when I'm approaching my voice from a play standpoint, then that nothing is a mistake, you know, it's all play. And we're all just like seeing where this can go, like the potential there, there's no limits. There's no, uh, there's really no duality. It's just, it is, it just is what it is. And, um, you can set intention behind it as well. Uh, and it's just really a beautiful, magical thing I've, I've found. I also I work with a voice teacher and I really enjoy it more than I ever have before. I've done, I've, I've done singing lessons for, for years off and on. And, um, I'm just experiencing it a whole new way now, instead of like trying to get to something or trying to become a singer or something like that. I'm really just exploring my voice and, and seeing the potential there. And, and, and every time I have a lesson, it's always something new to explore and, and just, it, it feels so good just to do it. So I do it for the joy of doing it. And so it's brought me to this place of being able to do most of what I do in my life for the joy of doing it, which is bringing full presence into every moment where you can just appreciate it and enjoy it and be with it instead of having to create some kind of result, which is what we've been trained to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, I'm thinking more and more of these days that how, how that's just doesn't make any sense. Um, and, and so, um, you know, it's, it's just finding, it's just seeing the paradox there with that, you know, it's, it, so that's, that's, that's basically what my voice brought me to is just becoming so much more comfortable with me and, and really loving me and, and, also seeing the humor in myself and in playing around with that and not taking myself so seriously. That's awesome. I don't know if you heard of the expression, the hakao, which comes from the Egyptian. It's the sounds of connecting to the divine. We were trained in it with my advanced biogeometry training because, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with biogeometry yeah. that it talks about shape and the quality science of information and energy and how sound, just like light, like photobiomodulation, and shape, like a pyramid or a triangle or a circle or a spiral, these are all different forms of information and energy, just like a, a broccoli might be high in vitamin C and is a different, looks like a little tree as opposed to a, you know, a chicken leg, which is high in you know, protein and creatins and uh, you know, looks different, right? It's, it's all different nutrients and sound is the same way. If we visualize yeah. a piano keyboard, each of the keys is a different octave. The sound resonates with a different part of our body and our being, as well as the divine, likewise with shape and again, light and all of it is the same. A rainbow, red is a different frequency than yellow and these are all ways that the ancient cultures knew how to tune their instrument, being their mind, body, spirit, soul. Mm -hmm, and, exactly. Yeah. And we, it's so funny because I, I mentioned this a lot on my show, you know, we think we're all so modern, sophisticated and all these great, you know, technology and computers. It's like, wow, you know, but there's so much we 
we don't realize and we're not even tapping into that they knew thousands of years ago and they were so much more dialed in and whole and harmonized and balanced and they might not have lived as long but they had some <laughs> other things going that we don't so well um, yeah the voice is so so nourishing it's so nourishing to the mm -hmm. both the body and the soul and that's what i discovered too and and like that's a great point amy to bring up is we we can tell you know scientific science shows us that sound reshapes things you know mm -hmm. like you put sand on somatics Somatics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's going to, that's, what's going to happen to your body too. So mm -hmm. my body literally Music. changed form exactly. as I started using my voice. I mean, wow. it started to get, I mean, all my postural issues became started to line up, you know, things shifted literally in my spine and my, my wow. tailbone. I've been able to really, um, you know, move into this, but much more aligned place of being in my body, which has been incredible too. And so I would have that, never guessed that, but it makes sense. You know, is that from like a daily practice of like, tell us exactly what you mean by yeah. like the five, 10 minutes of you, like doing a, a scale by singing, like how yeah. exactly, what did you do? And when you say you, by using your voice, your body changed. Yeah. So I, uh, I do this vocal toning practice every morning and it takes probably about five minutes. So I do, uh, er, like earth for the, for the, uh, I have also some examples, um, in the book, some different sounds. I wanted mm -hmm. to give people some different, uh, ways of doing it for, but really the easiest way is just to make the vowel sounds so, er, er, for the, for the lower chakra, the sacral, uh, for the uh, base chakra, sacral is ooh, mm -hmm. and then the uh, the solar plexus is oh, and then for the heart it's ah, the throat is i, and then the third eye is a, and then we got. The crown for the crown. So it's I do those each three times, um, and then, you know I just go, or you can actually just go all the way through, and then start at the bottom again and go all the way through. There's another technique I use um, that I learned from a, a woman. Her name's Nessie Gomes. She does. Um, she's a musician, and she does the uh, these workshops that are incredible for voice and what she, she showed me very similar actually to what Paul teaches with uh, movement. Like you can do your sound healing with a certain movement that correlates with the sound and that mm. actually brings it into the body even more. So there's yeah. a lot of different things you can do with that. Um, and, and even with my voice teacher, we, we go through, sometimes she has me do a movement with uh, a different sound that we're doing. So it all relates to each other. And it's really ultimately you're, you're creating a clear vessel from the bottom chakra to the top for you to bring in that that divine source consciousness so you're giving your chakras a workout basically yeah you know, you're using clearing your, them you're yeah, tuning totally. them yeah we store a lot of things in those energy oh, centers yeah. some speed are going too fast and some aren't going fast enough and you're yeah. basically giving yourself a a tune-up like our car right bringing exactly. your car to, the oil change and just like you do with your instrument too you, you have yeah. to tune your instrument up every time mm -hmm. you play it right same mm -hmm. thing with your body it's like it's it goes hand in hand 
I love it, Allison. That's super powerful. Well, I know, too, as women, you know, it's been said by a lot of my teachers and mentors, uh, particularly Dr. Christine Page, who actually was on my show, friggin' phenomenal, uh, just a, a modern-day medical mystic, that's for sure. Um, very, very tapped in, a lot like Roseanne, um, but on another level because she's a medical doctor, too. Um, but she talks about how, uh, for women in particular, you know, the real power of our voice, and I don't mean just literally our voice, like as in the sound of it, but also metaphorically in finding our voice and, you know, having our boundary emotionally right. and speaking our truth and having courage in that sense of our voice, because voice can have different meanings, um, she talks about how there's a very distinct difference in a woman who speaks from her womb, from her second chakra, which is the hip region, the genitals, that area of the body, and one who speaks from her fifth chakra, which is the throat. And it's a very different resonance. It's a different frequency. And not only is it a different sound, pitch, tone, all that, but it's received differently in its effectiveness, its power. Um, and it, I have felt like, frankly, it's a lifelong journey to, to make that travel from speaking from my throat chakra, which is the masculine chakra, and up here, closer to the head, and bringing that, that left brain mentality and dropping down into the body, embodying my body, and connecting with my feminine essence and the power of my creative center, which is the power center as well, the second chakra, womb space. And sometimes it's still a struggle for me. I don't do it all the time. But I've even noticed sometimes when I'm speaking, my voice tone is different. And I'll think about what's going on with me emotionally at the time or wherever I'm at, my stress level, whatever. Um, my hydration, my sleep, all the foundational principles, you know, and I notice a big difference, you know, uh, in that tone pitch and like, hmm, yeah, and, you know, things that land, things that don't land, things that are said with power. And I don't mean aggression. I mean, yeah. there's a difference between aggression and power. But I think this is a very interesting conversation, Allison. It's fascinating, and I'm very thrilled and grateful that it went this way because, um, you know, your book is fabulous. We so much we can talk about. But uh, I think that among the many unique, powerful things your book offers, this information on your own personal experience with vocal toning and how that's changed you. I mean, to say it literally changed your body is like mind blowing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and like you're saying, I want to address what you're saying, Amy, hmm. about the, mm -hmm. uh, the lower chakra mm -hmm. of, uh, the sacral chakra for women. Yes. We store so much in that area. It's our lower creative space. We, it's our lower creation, which is really important to connect with your higher creativity of expression, which is the throat. So it's like, if you're not connecting, like you say, the sacral with the throat, you are going to have, uh, you're not going to have as a, a deep, as deep of a resonance with people, right? Because, and yourself, because you're always going to be, it's, it's, it's closer to the head. So we're over intellectualizing instead of really feeling into what we're saying, because really it's not about words so much as it's about the frequency that you're putting out with your voice, right? Is what I'm finding out. So, you know, cause many, many, I've talked to Paul about this before. Many sages are very simple with what they're saying. It's nothing 
hugely always. complex. Almost you know, it's always they get always. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, yeah. And so, it, it, you know, so one thing that I experienced that was really interesting I, this past March when I went to um, I went to Ojai for a, a workshop and then I went to Paul's Sound Healing Workshop a, a week after that. So I was in that area for a couple of weeks, and uh, I experienced. Uh, what you're talking about. Uh, And so I wanted to share this story because this is extremely powerful for, for women in in our wombs, because, um, uh, you know, we've all been born. Um, Some of us have had babies and some of us have not. And so I was, uh, I went through this uh, breath work, this holotropic breath work session with this guy. He was amazing. He was his amazing guide through this experience. And I wasn't expecting any of this to happen, but, um, you know, I told myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to be open to this. I'm going to just see whatever comes up. And what, what came of it, it, it became an opportunity for me to, um, really clear the things that have been blocking my voice for so long, things that I was holding in from past experiences. And it really came down to both my birth and my birthing of my two kids. So, um, I was laying there, you know, doing the breath work and holding space for it. And, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, I felt all this tension in my body, which is very common in this kind of thing. And I was like, oh my God, you know, this tension is coming up and I'm, I'm supposed to be relaxing. And I'm sitting here like kind of almost like criticizing myself. And then I'm realizing, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go with it, see what happens. I'm going to open. And uh, this voice came in really strong saying, you cannot contain this. And I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, let's Wrong not contain number. it then. Let's not contain it. So uh, I said, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to try to hold it down or anything. And so um, wow. I, what came up, I felt this energy come up from the womb area up to my throat. And I just let out this scream of like, it was, it's, it was just, it was basically a scream of a woman who was in labor, which I didn't actually get to do. Um, when I was in labor with my first son, the nurse, um, you know, the nurse was, I was screaming and she said to shut, she asked me to shut up. And it was really a terrible experience, uh, you know, being in the hospital and they sent me home a bunch of times. It was, so for me, that was more traumatic than I realized. And I was holding that, scream in because I wanted to scream. It was, I was in labor. I was in pain. I wanted to, I wanted to be able to let that out. Right. And so I was holding that scream, that voice that I wanted to, you know, use it that in that moment in my life, which is if you're going to scream at any time in your life, it should be during labor because I mean, that's a perfect time to do it. Um, (laughs) don't need to contain that. So, I was able to have that opportunity to do that, to do, have a do-over with that part of my life, which was an incredible gift. And it always held that in because I just didn't want people to think there was something wrong with me or that I was hurt or, you know, I needed some help. And so that came up for me. And so I was like, literally, this was out of, this was an out of body experience. I was not, I was in a whole, you know, it was a journey. 
Then this takes me over to when I was actually being born. <laughs> and so now I'm a baby. This the same and my time? My infant self. Yeah, this switches over to infant, my, my infant wow. self. And I'm screaming like a baby. Like, I'm like, literally, like, I'm, I'm hearing myself, like, I sound like an infant. And this, it was so weird. And I was, I was like, oh, so maybe I didn't actually get to cry when I was born or something. You know, maybe I didn't get to use my voice when I was born. And I got to do that over again. And I got to experience everything. And I was looking around and I was like, oh, where's my mom? And I couldn't find her anywhere. And then I said, oh, there. And then so what I did to help myself in that moment, I gave myself what I needed that at that moment of time. And I said, oh, there she is. And I reconnected with my mother. And so by the end of this whole thing, it's kind of hard to explain because, you know, it's a journey and it's, you know, when you're in an, it's kind of like an ayahuasca, you know, if you're in ayahuasca, it's hard to explain what really happened or how that felt to people, you know, when you're not in it, but at, by the end of it, I am sitting there like with my arms open and I have each of my children on one arm and then my infant self is in the middle and this voice says it's it's all one in the same wow yeah wait a minute this is from <laughs> this is from breath and this sound this is from work? a holotrophic holotrophic breath work session yeah and if, and and you know granted we wow. did prepare for this like this was a whole weekend of like you know um exercises and stuff to to work up to this point but um so it was, it was a trippy experience, but it was so deeply healing. And I, wow. it took me a while to get back into my body after that, yeah. because I was totally, it was like, I just had taken a journey off. Absolutely. That's all. That's why dimensions of reality. Yeah. That's why I was I like, wait, to, there's no plant medicine here. This is no, I, I was yeah. amazed. Right. Yeah. So, so basically, um, Mm -hmm. What I got from that was that we can heal any parts of ourselves at any point in time. Time is not yep. what we think it is. Yeah. So it's it, it's possible to do that at any point to heal all parts of yourself in all dimensions of reality. Um, it just takes that presence with yourself. And then I, for me personally, it was me not containing it anymore. I didn't need to hold it in my body anymore. I could let it go. God, and that's what powerful. I got to do. I got to do a do over and it was just an incredible experience. And so ever since then, it's like before when I try to, when I, when I first started doing this voice work, it was like, I was trying to push my voice through a straw. It was so tight in certain areas. And now it's just like a clear channel. Wow. And I, I, I believe it's because I was really holding parts of my voice in my body and suppressing them. So that's another way to look at it. it you know, what part of you Love really it. needed to, it, it could be just as simple as you just needing to scream or go somewhere uh -huh. and just do that uh -huh. or experience like that full range of your voice in areas of your life that you didn't get to do that. So for me, that was so powerful and uh, such a profound experience. Allison, thank you so much for sharing that. That was incredible. It sounds like you had a life BH before holotrophic and now AH after. I mean, that's just so inspiring too. And what the beauty of it is, is, you know, you don't have to go to the Costa Rica, 
you know, you basically have to be with a, with a skilled, trained practitioner. But like you mentioned with the voice earlier, this is, this is a tool we already have in us. You know, it's just going to now take some knowledge and education as to how to use it to get on that wavelength to use it to its optimal potential. But this is not necessarily something you have to buy other than, I guess, the education. But you know what I'm trying to say. It's not yeah. like, okay, you got to get this, that, the other. Um, that's so cool. I love it. It was really cool. Yeah. And Allison, and that, that's another thing with our breath. We we don't realize the breath. We think, okay, breath work. Yes, we got to do breath work. It's important. Yeah. But really, it's a way to direct your own energy in your body. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like you can feel that. And so each time like something needed to come through, I'd feel this heat, you know, uh, coming up, up through the chakras. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, something's coming. Okay, let's let's let it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it just clearing after clearing after clearing. And it, it was like, Oh, okay. This is yeah. how it works. Oh, I see. You know, well, the breath and the voice are intertwined, right? So the vocal back to what you're saying before the sound energy is sound, sound is energy Yeah, goes with the breath and the breath work. I will admit I have a little bit of experience because now this is like the new thing. Everyone's talking about the power of breath work and how it's the same yes. thing as a medicine journey. I get it. So I did try a couple sessions with different uh, practitioners. And I'll admit, I didn't really have any significant experience. Now, the people around me, some of them are just going nuts. And <laughs> I'm like, are they faking it? Like, this is like, wait a minute. Like, what am I doing wrong here? So I'll just admit, so far, not that I'm giving up, but it hasn't really clicked for me to kind of get it yet. I'm going to keep trying, but. Well, the I thing about the breath work that I've, I've known, I mean, I've done breath work when it's, when we don't have the build up to it, when it, with that particular yeah. workshop, we had had a full day the day before of just really opening oh. ourselves up, you know? Okay. So I, I would recommend, you know, there, there needs to be some, uh, some prep work done there okay. for, for opening yourself, being in that space. Yeah. Because if you're just like jumping right into it at the end of your day, it might not have the same effect. Um, okay. Okay. You know, so because, like yeah. all medicine container set and setting is key. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Thank yeah. you for that. that. That's, that's good. That's Allison. I also have to ask you, and then we got to get into your book a little more detail, but I have to ask you, I've, I've heard you mention that, uh, that when you were blessed enough to be present when your father passed and you mentioned that you felt a transference of his consciousness yeah. at that time. Can you please explain what you mean by that and just fill everybody in on what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. This was another so cool. profound experience that yeah. I had and I didn't mm -hmm. expect it at all. I, you know, I've been around, um, my aunt who was, who had passed before have so been around, uh, you know, I've been in the room with someone who had passed before, but, uh, this was of course my father and, you know, there's a, a different connection there. And my sister was there too. And, we, um, you know, he was in a position where, uh, he had, he, we found out after three days, he had had a heart attack and we found out after three days that he was, uh, brain dead, fully brain dead. Um, and it was time to let him go. So we had the palliative care people in there. They had given him the medication to go ahead and, you know, after and take the tube out and all of that. And so, we're sitting there with him and, uh, you know, is the process in itself was, um, 
you know, profound because it's, I, I could see his, his, I could see when his spirit left and he actually played a little practical joke on us too. Then it's like, he, um, <laughs> we, we were thinking, oh, it's, it's going to take, they, they said, well, sometimes it takes 15 minutes for someone to pass sometimes an hour. We really don't know how long it's going to take. And we said, okay, well, we'll, we'll just hunker down and you know, we're ready. And, um, so he, it looked like he stopped breathing. And then we start, we start crying and like, oh my God, he's, he's gone. And, and then he wakes up real quick and starts breathing again. And we're wow. like, oh my God, he's, he, it's like, we could feel him in the room. The feeling was, he was just like, kind of playing a little bit of a joke on us, you know, which was interesting. And yeah. then, um, cause that's just kind of what his spirit was. He liked to, he liked to, you know, dad jokes and, and that kind of thing. He had a great sense of humor and uh, kind of a corny sense of humor. And so finally, uh, not too long after that, we we said our piece with him. So something came over me to say to him, like, uh, you know, you were a good, you were uh, a great dad. I love you so much. And, and then and my sister said her piece and then he passed away right after that. So, um, and you know, we just kind of gave him what, what we felt like he needed to, to pass on to the other side. And then after that, uh, it probably was, well, this was in the midst of COVID, like COVID literally started two weeks, the pandemic lockdown started two weeks after this happened. So I was very grateful that I got to spend time with him and help him pass. Cause otherwise if we, it had been much longer, there's no way that would have happened. So, um, so we, uh, so we couldn't have a funeral. So we decided to, when we could travel again, we, in June of that year, so he passed in February. So in of June, June in that year of that year, we met in Florida and, um, he wanted to be cremated and he wanted his ashes to be spread in the ocean. So we did a, a, a small ceremony with our, our family and we spread his ocean, his uh, ashes in the ocean. It was a beautiful ceremony. And, uh, and then not uh, very soon after that, this download of information just came through me. Like something opened up within me that allowed this book to come through. And it's like, you're writing a book. You're going to, you're going to write a book now. And this, this message came to me and it was, it was like, we're just going to, we're going to give you everything you need. And I was like, oh, okay. So, um, I was like, I'll go with that, you know, and that's when I started doing the automatic writing and I felt like the channel just came through of what I needed to say. Um, since then, I've learned that there is a transfer of consciousness scientifically that's proven through water. So we all know that when someone passes away, they lose a little bit of weight and people for some time were like, what, what is that about? What is, why did they lose weight when they pass? And what we found out now is it's water molecules, which hold consciousness, right? So if someone's in the room with you, when you pass, those water molecules go to another, go into whoever's around, right? This is kind of how I, I'm seeing it. Um, and so it makes sense that you would have uh, something that opens, because, you know, wisdom is passed down that way in a sense, you know, that's why it's a very sacred thing to be with someone when they pass. It's, it's, it's something to like, you're helping that like, like when someone's born, it's the same thing. When someone passes, you're helping them move on to the next, um, 
place, the next reality. So there you, has to be you, a passing. Do they need your help? Do, I mean, do, I mean, you know, like what? What do you mean you're helping them pass? Like, well, I mean, you're you're creating that container for them to pass peacefully. You know, like that. That sometimes people don't pass right away because they feel like there's some unresolved things yes. they need to stick around for, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when yes. it's when it's a peaceful situation and everybody's at peace with it too, I see. Um, mm -hmm. Then it's it's much easier. And so then that I think then the transfer of consciousness happens where they're like, okay, this is you know not no. In the way I see it too is it's not so much what they uh, ex expressed in their life, but it's wisdom from ancestors that's been passed down from generation to generation. And um, then that information gets, you know, given to the next generation, and then they get to express it the way they want to express it. So that's how I saw it. You know, it's, it's more of a, it's very nuanced in a way, because you are, you're getting the information and then you get to do with it what you'd like, or, you know, and so what I did was I wrote a book and that's, that's what so it told cool. me to do. And, yeah. uh, yeah, so it was, it was a very, um, and that was another very profound experience in my life. What, what I a gift from that at all. Yeah. <laughs> a gift from your dad. I mean, that, and now yeah. that's a gift that will be, um, immortal, you know, cause you wrote a physical book. I mean, that's just so beautiful, Allison. Let's talk about your book as we're kind of rounding the corner here. Um, I find what it's interesting that you, there's so many chapters that are just so great. And, you know, there's a lot of our work that's parallel and our training is parallel. And I just love that you're getting all this stuff out there. So thank you. First of all, um, I find it interesting that the order that you have the book in is mind, body, spirit in that order. Um, as in mind is first thing you address. Body is the second thing you address. And then spiritual is the third can you please explain the mindset behind that order? Yeah, nobody's asked me that question yet. So thank you for asking that, Amy. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. And there is a story behind that. So um, this was during the pandemic again, and I, I met up with some friends in uh, in Palm Springs for a little mini vacation. We, we rented a yes. house. And uh, and these were some, some women that I met from this feminine surrender retreat years ago, and we still keep in touch and we're still really good friends. And, and so a friend of mine, she, she loves tarot. She loves the Oracle cards and she always pulls us cards. And when we're out there, and so she offered to do that again, and she pulled these cards for me and it, it and, and so spirit came through me uh, through her, you know, and so for her to pull the cards and, uh, and so she pulled these cards, uh, three cards, and it was the align your mind, connect your body and, uh, listen to your spirit in, in that order. And she said, yeah, what I'm getting is this is how you're going to write the book. This is the order of huh. phases. And I'm like, oh, okay. That makes total sense. And the, and then as I, as I went, I realized, okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense because we're in our heads so much. We got to start with the head, right? Because 
<laughs> getting clear on their mind and like clearing all that like mental noise. fitness, mental yeah. fitness is the key. It's the totally. key. Totally. That's just what mm -hmm. came to me. I mean, and some people mm -hmm. might do it in a different way and that's totally in the book. You know, if you want to skip around and do it in other ways, mm -hmm. that's totally up to you, but that's how I saw it. And that's how I also experience it in my life is that I needed to, uh, tame my mind because my mind is a creative tool. It's really amazing. But I grew up, you know, with ADHD, I had taken, you know, uh, Actifed when I was younger, which is an allergy medicine medicine that's not even on the market anymore. It's basically speed. And so I was all over the place when I was a kid, you know, and I didn't have any of that training. I mean, nobody really does when they're a kid, but it's, it just, it made for like a very confusing time when I became an adult and having to train and focus my mind was such a challenge because I just, it, you know, I just was, I grew up that having ADHD and, and not really, you know, being really creative and having all these ideas, but I didn't really know how to contain all of it. So in order to be able to contain it, I needed to learn how to focus. I needed to learn how to simplify what was going on in my head and also begin listening to myself, creating my, uh, becoming aware of my own values, using my imagination, learning about where my mind was going first. So I started just training my mind to go in the more optimistic route uh, by doing these meditations every day. And for me, that was just, amazing because uh much of my suffering was dealing with all these different thoughts throughout the day that i need that i thought were mine and and they just weren't so you know because i was just taking in all this information from other people and putting a lot of weight on it and not actually honoring my own perspective enough to trust my own guidance my own intuition and that was creating a lot of suffering in my life so I decided to start by learning how to focus on what I wanted to really create. I thought that was the most important thing for people. So I'm giving them in that first part of the book, some skill building there to, to be able to do that, especially in this age of distractions and social media and all the news and all the stuff that's going on in the world. Like, how do we get back to ourselves? How do we get back to our own perspective and the trust in ourselves so that we can follow our intuition and our guidance? We have to start with the head, you know, as in, in my opinion. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, it's, I often tell uh, my clients, followers, members, whatever, that, uh, you know, it's like we're, we have to think of ourselves as like a plant, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of, um, disconnect I think in the spiritual community of kind of like the yogis and the ashrams and they're so into the spiritual the upper realms that they're not grounded in the body enough and right. they don't put enough uh importance on their physical body their strength their conditioning their cardiovascular health the quality of their diet listening to their bodies the vegetarian really working for you you know like all that stuff like they're really up in the upper realms of the spiritual but they miss the memo on pulling in the, the body because yeah. the body is the vehicle to the spiritual. So I thought that that was very cool that in your book, it's mind, body, spirit in that maybe she's tapping into that mindset of, 
you know, you got it. First of all, it's your thoughts, right? Because you can talk yourself in or out of everything. And like you were saying earlier, your limiting beliefs and your conditioned behavior from your childhood, you got to resolve that stuff that you're programming in the computer of your body. And then getting your body dialed in, and I talk about this all the time, if I didn't eat right and get enough sleep, I'm a different person. Like yeah. I forget about being motivated or, fe- or being able to remember a thought or being able to focus to sit down and get work done. It's all for me, I'm very physically oriented. And if I don't have certain things dialed in, then I can't even function at the high level that I'd like to. Um, but to access the spiritual realms, what I'm getting at, back to the plant analogy, is that, you know, the plant needs sun, it needs water, um, it needs a certain temperature, or they die. And that to get to the spiritual, we have to remember that uh, in our quest, that the body is the vehicle to it. And so, I don't know if you, yeah, that might your, have been part of it. Your body, exactly. You hit the nail on the head, Amy. Mm-hmm. It, it's, the body is your temple. It, that's where it comes, that's where that saying comes from our body yep. is literally our temple the this vehicle. is what our soul lives in and so um being in a body is a spiritual experience because you are you know you're it's your and, perception and you, you, it's it's where you see every it's what you see everything from it's you know it's your vehicle perception right and you've demonstrated like you were saying earlier with your vocal toning therapy that you've discovered a, another way to use the body to access the spirit. So, yeah. and that's what we're supposed to do. You know, that's, that's how it's supposed to work is to tune the body, to access the spiritual realms, to let our soul uh, express and live what it came here to do. And exactly. if you're tired, depressed, anxious, you know, uh, you know, vitamin deficient, weak, whatever, name it, you know, you can't do that. You know, it's like, it's like a, what's it called? A third, third, third population problem type thing. You know, if you're still (laughs) dealing with the, with the basic needs of a human being, you can't think about, oh, what does my soul want to express when you're worried about paying next month's rent and putting food on the table tomorrow night at dinner for the kids, you know? Yeah. That's a survival mode. And so, you know, it's, and, and the body is also not, it, it's way more malleable than we realize, way more malleable. And that's where the spirit comes in. And after you connect with your body on that deeper level, you know, uh, yes, we have to eat good food. We have to get good, good sleep. We have to move every day. Once you cover the basics and also, you know, get in, get in control of your thoughts, hydrate, all those things that we learned uh, in our basic, uh, holistic health days, once you get those down and you value the value those in your life, then you're ready to, uh, now take that step of, uh, listening to the spirit and seeing exactly what that body can do. Like what's the potential there? How malleable is your body? Can you, affect your body by, uh, using, you know, connecting with your phys- uh, with your energetic parts. Mm-hmm. Um, because in, when, as I learned in, in energy healing, everything starts from energy and it comes down into the denser levels into manifesting as your body. And so if that's the case, then how, why not, you know, just see how those interplay and start playing around with that. Um, 
you know, and, and so it, it, it takes steps and, and different ways of people looking at it, but I just wanted to present that, uh, how I saw it to people so they can reflect on it and also enjoy exploring that within themselves, because there's just so much that we have yet to learn about ourselves. And we're, we've just, I feel like scratched the surface, um, and we are getting a lot more information and the energy is changing. We're going into a different age here with Aquarius. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's probably much more enjoyable if you prepare yourself for that or just, you know, get curious about it. So that's what I wanted to share with people is like, what is the potential here with this for you? You know? Well, you know, you bring up an interesting point in that, you know, we're going into the fifth dimension way of existing, which is a whole different program. It's a whole different manual than the manual we got in the drawer in the kitchen, you know, and, and we can decide, you know, do you want to go into the next one kicking and screaming or, you know, and fighting it and saying, I wish things could go back to the way they were, which you hear people saying all the time, or do you want to get with the new program that in order to thrive and really be happy and to, you know, get with the flow of it, you, you got to now expand into a new way of being. And it's, right. you know, that's why they call it growing pains. It's not fun. It's painful. But, you know, like I said, you can either go into it kicking and screaming or go into it, you know, kind of striving and small steps forward. And like you said, learning as you go and, you know, knowing that you do have more power than you know you do, which... Allison, your, your book is a beautiful gift to humanity. Um, I love hearing how it's been healing for you because it's giving us so much as the readers um, in your, your offering of your, your life's work, your wisdom so far. Um, and again, it's just, it's beautiful for me as a fellow, um, you know, practitioner to hear that it gave you as much or maybe even some of what it's given the rest of the world is just, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Reciprocal. I love it. Yeah. We're all one. It's, it's the oneness, you know, it, we forget that in the land of duality and limit limiting beliefs. Um, but it, it's, a, it's very hard to grasp that concept. I mean, I, I can relate to that so much, but if you can start, like you say, baby steps, stepping into that more and more and, really creating more in your life out of the love of doing it, the joy of doing it. Um, yeah. and find that within yourself, you're going to be able to connect with that oneness so much more. Um, and my, my book is really a guide to, to do that. And it's, it's a guide to step into that, those higher dimensions of reality, because it all comes really from within We're we're taught that it's all external, but it's not, it's, it, it, you're, everything that you, that happens in your life comes from within you. It, it's all happening in you. So, um, you know, it, it needs to, I thought too, like, why not have a practical guide for people to, to do that, <laughs> make it simple because well, things are complicated I, enough. So I yeah. would say in one of the words I'd use to describe your book, it's definitely practical and user-friendly would be another. And a third would be truly holistic. You know, holistic is a word that gets really beaten up and yeah. thrown around all the time now. It's like empowered, you know, you hear yeah. that all the time. <laughs> Uh, but your book really is, I mean, come on, who talks about diet and vocal therapy and, you know, chakras and, uh, breathing and 
fitness. Just the way I look at it, you know, I just yeah, wanted but to that's bring people training, into my right? world here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. like, like you, I mean, and yeah. that's, you know, I talk about this too with the name of my show, Awakening Aphrodite, but we talk about so many things because it's all life. Yeah. It's all exactly. energy. And that's what Aphrodite is and the energy of love. And for me, it was about balancing and bringing on more of the body the the lower chakras the feeling nature the feminine because i was so over in my head over the masculinized but as you can see from my 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 uh, guests and my topics we're all over the place we talk about water we talk about sound yeah. we talk about you know fitness we talk because it all is part of our energy experience that's exactly. the whole point um so your book is amazing Thank please you. uh tell us the title where we can find it tell us about the program anything else you want people to know and obviously everyone it comes highly endorsed by yours truly <laughs> oh thank you amy this is so wonderful to be on your show i really thank you for having me on um, my book is called finally thriving your impact your guide to empowered wellness and uh it doesn't, you know, it's so funny. Like I, I use some words there that were heavily used and, and intentionally did that because I wanted to redefine what that means instead mm -hmm. of what, you know, the marketing people just throw it out and nothing against marketing. It's just that I think sometimes it just loses meaning after a while because we hear it so often, but I wanted to to give it new life in a way that is on a deeper level for people that they can, that it's a very accessible for everybody. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to look outside ourselves anymore for all of this. You can, you can go inside. It just takes the prioritizing of yourself and really creating that space for yourself on a daily basis. It's, it just comes down to that. So, um, cause you know, eventually we want to be able to have enough interest and love for ourselves and to extend that out to everywhere else in our life and into the world. And you can't do that. You can't extend it to the world until you do it for yourself first, because it's all coming from you. So, um, it's called finally thriving your guide to empowered wellness. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on my website, finally thrivingbook.com. And I have a companion program that's going to be going with that very soon. Um, it's called finally thriving program. It's a, a 12 week group coaching program and, and a course too, that goes with it. I went ahead and just took like the 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 aspects of the book that i felt like were most important for people to integrate and could be most helpful and very fun as well uh to this is this these are all like going to be uh new things that i'm teaching and very uh playful but also insightful for each person and very profound so we're, we're going into the way i see it too we're going into these this energy of play and creativity <clears throat> excuse me creativity more so than we ever have in our lives. So, you know, we, it's about letting go of these old programs of being so serious all the time and life being so hard and, and, and suffering to really, for things really to matter. Not that, not to say that we're not going to be uncomfortable at times. That's part of growth, like you said, but at the same time, where's the, where is the, uh, how do you find the joy in your life, the bliss, the, the love, how, how do you want to express yourself? And um, how can we create a healthy foundation so that you can do that? So I have all of this in here. Um, we, we go through voice, we go through, uh, through uh, 
voice sound healing, um, meditation, really ways of connecting to your body. So I'm helping you integrate that. Like I talk about in the book, it's, it's an experience, a personal experience of the book, and it's a 12 week program. It's going to begin, uh, this summer. We haven't set a launch date for it, but if you do want to, we're, we're thinking around uh, June, but it might be pushed back a little bit because it's taken me some time to get all this together. But um, if you do want to be a part of that, definitely just set up a call with me and we can talk about it. And um, I'll fill you in on all the details and how you can sign up for it. But they can get the book right now. And they can all get the that- book right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, the book is available everywhere. And it, I think every bookstore it's available. So pretty easy to find. Um yeah, and, and I'll you're be doing, doing the, some book signings and traveling uh, very soon as well. So you're um, doing an audio too, right? Audio book. Oh yeah, thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing an audio book too, and that should be done by the end of May and hopefully distributed by June. So because that's yeah. a that's a that's in a my voice. Very popular yeah. right now. Uh, that's huge, by the yeah. way. I would have said that as your friend. Hey, Allie, when you do the. <laughs> When you do the audio, it uh, to me it makes a difference when it's the author that's reading it, I, and I know I know it's I really like fun. that too. And I, I think it's it a really lot of work. I, I can understand why people don't do it because it is a lot of work, and it's yeah. definitely took me out of my wheelhouse for sure. But yeah, um, it, it a was a great experience, and it's in mm-hmm. uh, you know I have had a lot of people um, want an audio book. They want it to be in my voice, so I decided, okay, I'll do it. I've been asked to do it by a lot of people. So might as well. And again, it's another exploration with voice, you know, and it's, I think that's where I'm moving towards at this point. Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, yeah, I'm just completely now all about learning more about the vocal stuff. I, you know, it's the sound I being pushed to the sound one, one sign after another, um, that, that I think that's the next frontier for me. Add that to my huge list of things I'm trying to learn. Uh, but it's exciting. <laughs> Everyone that'll be in the show notes. And again, it's just phenomenal. I think it's a, I think it's a must include on anybody's wellness library because, because it's so comprehensive, it is so holistic. It's like an encyclopedia of many different areas of holistic wellness and health that I think it's smart for anybody to include because there's little bits in there of so many different dynamic, important areas so user-friendly from a woman who's experienced it. I mean, what could be better? <laughs> Thank you, Amy. That's so done. Nice to hear. Uh, done. Like what could be better? <laughs> like sign me up. I'm in. So Allison, amazing. And the best part is, is it's so inspiring and beautiful to hear that you enjoy doing it. Yes. It's one thing to have a great product, but that is very inspiring to me personally. Cause you know, you and I both hustle. We're hard workers. It's just so beautiful to hear, particularly a woman, say that their their work is giving them joy and fun and lightness and levity and and because it's something that uh, you know I'm tra- struggling with enjoying the journey, enjoying yeah. the struggle. You know, it's like <laughs> mm, I don't know, I'm not quite there yet, everybody, but you know, I have my moments. But you know, it's I still haven't really gotten that handled. <laughs> but it's so it's very encouraging to me. So thank you for being a great role model. Oh, you're so welcome. It's a, it's such a pleasure to see you again and, and to get to connect and hopefully we'll do it again soon. You got it. Okay. All right, everybody. So make sure you check out episode uh, 62, Allison's first appearance on Awakening Aphrodite. She's incredible. More of her wisdom. And uh, Allison, until I see you next time in person, my friend, and uh, for the next project, whatever it is that we're going to both have down the pike. You and I should do a tour together. (laughs) 
you got it. We've talked about that. We'll talk about that offline, but who knows? I mean, I, I do feel do some, yeah, we just have so much aligned and uh, with some other common friends we have. So who knows everybody stay tuned and definitely check out Allison's podcast too. Uh, highly opt no uh that's ryan's what integrate yourself thank you sorry i was thinking <laughs> you've ryan been, you've been the on tour. that show too you've been on my show so yes that's yes. right that was a that's really right. great episode yeah that's right yep we have a lot of fun together so check out her podcast it's phenomenal thanks again everybody if you enjoyed the show please you know what to do share it like it post a review and i'm super grateful and we'll see you next time on awakening aphrodite Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier. And I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at fitamytv, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V, and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also fitamytv. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.